But uh, we're going to be moving towards the Lord's table. And um, as I've already mentioned, we, we know that we're hurting. We know that this is a difficult time of transition. We don't deny that. Um, and I want to spend some time mostly reading from John chapter 17. And I do so because this is what struck me this week. And it's, if nothing else, it's my experience, my journey. You know, you know, we talk about at times like comfort food, right? I understand macaroni and cheese is considered a great comfort food. Me, I'm, give me ice cream, okay? Obviously, people have been giving me ice cream because this is why I look the way I do, all right? But uh, we, we speak of things which are comfort food, and I realized in anticipation um, of last week, but it got bumped to this week, to me, John 17 is like spiritual comfort food. It just calms my spirit, helps me to get some perspective on some things, and, 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 a, and, and a big picture perspective. So I thought I just wanted to share it with you because this is, to give it context, it's only recorded for us in John, but this is Christ's high priestly prayer for the church the night before he's crucified. He prayed this while in the presence of his disciples. And I wonder, I wonder what it must have been like to hear the Lord Jesus Christ pray this. And they probably don't even understand what was there as we do being able to look back. But if you will, let's just consider this. And, and there's a bit of a movement in this. There's a time element movement where you can see references from eternity past and how it's moving towards eternity in the future. Um, we won't make a lot of comments because we need to get to the Lord's table, but consider this. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Anybody ever ask you as you're discussing the question of eternal life, well, what do you mean you're talking about eternal life? About a relationship with the Father and with the Son. It's about knowing who they are through what Jesus Christ has done. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And so as Christ offers this very significant and solemn prayer, he anticipates, one, his death, but then his return into the presence of the Father and that he will be reunited in that glory that he had before the world was. So he's, he looks back in these verses, he looks all the way back to before time existed and how he was there in perfect unity with the Spirit and with, with the Father, the perfect triune God. And uh, so we, we get that sense that he's anticipating now because his earthly work has been completed. Verse 6, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were years, yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you, for I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. 
And so as he's considering the ministry that he has carried on now, his, his attention is turned to, towards these who are around the table with him. And he says they have, they have come to that place to believe, to understand who he is, and that the words and the works which he has demonstrated in their presence for the last three years, these words and these works validate and verify his claim to be Messiah. This reality that he is indeed uh, the one from before time who has taken on flesh. He says, they have believed that you sent me. He says, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. You see that, that unity that existed within the triune uh, experience or the triune being, if you will. Um, now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. And you get that sense now that he knows he's leaving them, and they're going to continue the kingdom work which he, has, which he has, is passing off to them and, and, and investing, has been investing in them. And uh, he's very much aware that the world will not receive readily the message that they bring, that the world is, is not going to be a friendly place to the message of grace, to the, uh, to the need that is, that is bound up in the gospel that tells each one of us that we're completely lost sinners without Christ, that that's not going to necessarily be welcomed. And he knows that the evil one is going to try and destroy what they, what they are about. He says, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And that one brief verse alone is a reminder to us that if we are going to live the life that we claim we want to live, that we claim we are seeking, that we claim that uh, as followers of Christ that uh, we want to live differently, it's only going to happen if we are people of the Word. The Word will transform us. Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. So he anticipates not only that they are in the world, that the world can be a, a difficult place to live as the evil one will try and shred them, but also that they are to live separate from the world and how his word is going to be necessary to accomplish that. And so those are the ones sitting at the table around him presently. So we see reference before time began. We see reference to those immediately around them and what they're going to experience. And then when we get to verse 20, we see the progression of time goes a little further. It says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, 
that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And this is where this, this is such a comfort food to me spiritually. Because now he's gone past to where the disciples are and, and, and those who are in front of him. And he said, they're going to have a ministry. And out of their ministry, there are going to be more who come to faith. Those who are not even walking on the earth at this time. You see, friends, here's where Jesus prayed for us. We are in this prayer right here. And that's why it, it, it just so speaks to my own heart. I do not pray for these alone, but for those who will believe in me through their word. And so this word has continued on through the generations, and we have believed. The glory which you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. And again, this speaks comfort to me at this time as spiritual comfort food because we have felt, we have felt, we have experienced some pain that, um, that unity hasn't been the most uh, uh, noticeable thing. Can I put it that way? I'm not even sure how to say it, how to say it well. But I do believe this. I do know this. We sang about it earlier. Because God is at work in his church, when we come to those places where we don't understand some things and we have some different ideas about our brothers and sisters, the day is coming one day in the culmination of all of this when we will stand before the throne of God and we will with one voice glorify him for the salvation that he has brought to us through the lamb of which we sang earlier. And these things which we don't understand and this pain that we bear and, and the, the confusion and chaos that is ours will dissipate as God is seen victorious. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. And he makes this overarching statement that as he prayed about himself entering back into the glory which he had with the Father, he now says, anticipates that all of us who through the generations believe will also one day be brought in to that great experience of God's glory, unified in this magnificent saving work that is accomplished through Jesus Christ and through him alone. So I hope if your heart also is heavy today, if you're feeling some of the pain, if you wonder how is it that we see through this confusion, it's my desire, if nothing else, that John 17 will be to you also today comfort food. Words that speak comfort, that although we don't have all the answers right now, we know God is faithfully at work and the summation of all of this will be good and beautiful and glorious solely to his honor. Amen. Amen.